Hello, this is Jenna, and welcome to the Elevate Yourself podcast, where we can talk about beauty and self-care without judgment. Hey guys, it's Jenna, the owner of Elevate Beauty. Today we're going to talk about some of the biggest mistakes that newbie lash artists make and how to fix them. So if you're looking for more beauty tips, make sure to like and subscribe to this channel. We do a new video every week. It's always geared towards making your lives easier in the beauty industry based on things that my students are experiencing in their virtual live trainings. So we're gonna start off talking about iPads. The biggest mistakes that are made with iPads are usually in iPad placement. So I have some really great tricks for this and things to look out for. If you don't do your iPads properly, it can lead to a lot of different problems, including especially allergies. If you're leaving a spot open at the base of the eyeball um, and propping up that eyelid, it means that you are not gonna get a tight seal on the eye and eyes gonna be open to fumes during the appointment, which is gonna make your client more sensitive. So that eye line needs to be closed and comfortably shut. So. If you don't do the pad properly, you can also cause an abrasion on the eye, which can actually look really bad and take almost a week to heal. So don't wanna do that. You can also prop up the edge of your eyelashes artificially. So you could be not seeing proper placement of the extension on the natural lash, or you could also be not able to adhere the lash tight enough, one to two millimeters from the base of the lash there. Not to mention it can be incredibly uncomfortable for your client. So make sure that when you put your pads on, you don't put them like right tight up to the eyeball. I have a little trick for you here and put them underneath the eyeball. The bottom lashes like about one to two millimeters. We don't want the lashes to be bumped up during the service. We want to make sure that we are just gently supporting underneath the lash. So can you please close your eyes and stay closed? The reason why I get her to close her eyes and stay closed is because lots of clients will get fidgety and if they don't have their eye closed, then this pad is going to shift and you're going to have to do it all over again. So you see how I pulled it down there. It's just to allow enough room so that this pad is not bunched up into the lash line at all because that's going to cause breaking the seal later on for our product line. We want the lashes to all be splayed out nicely and not having any kind of thing poking up into the upper lash line. And then go in with a micropore tape and actually bring the bottom lashes down onto the pad there. That's in my experience, the best way to get that tight application easy in the beginning and not have your iPad shift during the service at all. You can also cut the bottom of the pads just to accommodate different face shapes better. If someone has like a really uh, deep set eye or really high cheekbones, you might need to do this and that will work out better for your clients so that everything is sitting flat on their face. The next thing that's huge for all my students is learning to work with adhesive. So either your adhesive is not working or it's not drying fast enough or all these things that we blame our adhesive on. So we start to think, looking at all these awesome Instagram photos, maybe I need all these products that are going to fix my problems. Maybe my adhesive isn't so awesome. Just sorry, I have to burst your bubble here. The Thing when you're first starting is that you don't know how to work with the basics, right? So 
these things are going to be easy things to think, oh, maybe this is gonna fix my problem. Maybe this is my magic solution. Maybe this is what has been missing out of my life. Maybe my instructor doesn't know about this awesome product. Um, and that's why they're not showing it to me. But no, this is not true. And you're wasting your time and your valuable money to buy into these things. Because the truth is that as long as your adhesive is within four weeks of opening and it's from a professional grade supplier, then the problem is most likely you and your environment that you're working in. So let's talk about what we can really do here to fix these problems and save money and time in the process. So what we need to be focusing on for sure, the first two things is one, are you using too much adhesive or are you dipping the wrong way into your adhesive, which causes the adhesive to unevenly disperse on this lash extension, which could mean one side has a ton of adhesive and the other side has none. So get back to the basics here. Really focus on the little things here because this is gonna be what makes your lash career so much easier and saves you time and money. So when you enter your glue, your adhesive, you have to make sure you do so at a 90 degree angle in and out. And then you should look at the base. If there is a big blob at the end or you can see adhesive that is like pooled up in one spot or another, that is a bad dip. You gotta dip it again, just very slowly do it. And it's okay as long as you can always re-dip within like one second into that adhesive. If you've gone back to the lash, the natural lash to try and apply that lash, and then you're trying to go back to dip more adhesive, no, chuck it. Because this is why we also don't recommend pre-making your lash fans, because adhesive does not stick to adhesive. So once you've dried adhesive onto a lash and you are re-dipping it into more adhesive, the bond is not gonna be as good as it would be if it was extension, adhesive, and natural lash. So extension, dried adhesive, fresh adhesive, natural lash, that's garbage. So we don't wanna create situations like that because that's a poor retention thing, a really bad habit to get into. And I think when you're learning volume, just, just take your time, learn these things, practice, go slow and do quality work and you will build up the speed necessary to get there. But adhesive on adhesive is never a good idea. So never re-dip that. Look for the clean application on the end of your extension, no ball. And that means that you have evenly distributed if you're in a 90 degree angle and the way you are dipping is not the problem anymore. So let's move on to the second thing that could be happening. And the second thing that could be happening is your temperature. So temperature is so important because we have this window where adhesive likes to work in and this is not always a set thing. Sometimes your humidistat can be off. We're not dealing with like industrial grade instrumentation that's like costing us hundreds or thousands of dollars that is going to be completely accurate and it might not sense the whole humidity of the room just like the specific location where your temperature and humidistat is so you also have to account for things like drafts in the room so sometimes working with your adhesive is a little bit more of a feelings based thing than a numbers based thing so if you feel like your adhesive is slow or it's not bonding and your temperature is low then increase your temperature and increase it until you feel like you're getting a little bit more grip 
And then the other thing that you can do is with your humidity. So it's always temperature and humidity. Those are the two that really intermingle there. So if your humidity is really low, say you work in an area that's like really big, a room, big room like this, instead of a small room, or you have something like air conditioning going on, or you have wood heat, which I know lots of us rural people are using in the winter, then you have to really crank your humidity. Like you have to be in a small room and crank it because you're not going to have enough humidity. You can also use bonding aids, but I encourage you to start with your humidity and your temperature because if you don't learn how to use those, you never are going to really progress and you have to learn to trust your instincts on how you are going to bump those levels up. If your speed of your adhesion is low, see how those two interact for you in the unique space that you're working in. So yes, use your humidistat and your temperature gauge, but generally if you're not getting a good one to two second bond with most professional lash adhesives, it means you need to have higher temperature. If the temperature already feels high, um, it's definitely your humidity. And those 50 to $100 humidifiers, unfortunately, they're not really going to help you in that situation. I'm gonna link one here, the Dyson one. It's the only one in my studio that I find can have that powerful reaction. Otherwise, it takes about like three, four hours to crack the humidity problems in a room. Say someone leaves a door open or Oh, there's a draft that happens or something like that it does take a long time to bump that humidity up again so another trick too is if you're just practicing if you have a little bit of a larger bathroom why not practice in the bathroom it's an easy space to control the humidity and it's also like you can turn the shower on and also usually it has like an independent thermostat so you can bump your temperature up there super quick if you have a smaller bathroom, probably not as ideal. You can use like an office or even a closet, but pick a smaller space that you can really control better than a bigger, larger space, say like this, which is like open to a lot of different things, family members. And then my next tip with adhesive is that there are lots of different things that can affect it that you would not really expect and that's like chemical interaction so if you are a fan of essential oils or perfumes or smelly body washes or even smoking it all these things if you can smell it be aware that there are some things that might be smelly around you that you don't pick up on such as smoking can be one of those things too and if you're smoking cigarettes and you have your hands having that smell on them what it really is is a chemical residue on the hands. And same thing if you're wearing a really smelly lotion or um, putting essential oils in the air and stuff like that. And all these things are going to interact chemically with your adhesive to make unideal retention, which doesn't really matter as much when you're working on a mannequin head, but it's gonna also affect your drying time, your speed of your drying. So we don't want to have those variables, especially in the beginning. To, so if you are having trouble with that, first check your temperature humidity and make sure that you're not using too much adhesive and then go through the nitty gritty of being honest with yourself. Are there other things that are in my environment that could be affecting my adhesive on a chemical molecular level that I need to eliminate? Cause that should help you 
fix all your adhesive problems. So another common mistake I see people doing when they are first starting out lashing is brushing too much. And often this has to do with the second thing that is a problem, which is bad directioning. You don't want to be over brushing when you first start. Honestly, if your isolation is really good and you've done a proper lash map, then you don't need to be brushing all the time because you can trust your lash map that you're doing that correct application and especially if you were working back and forth between the eyes to make sure that your symmetry is good so do the golden rule do unto one side of the lashes as you do to the other and voila that's instant symmetry for you there is more advanced theory to this but we're not going to complicate it with that right now just stick to the basics and that is going to really serve you well in your beginning of your lash career so if you're following your lash map and you are doing a symmetrical application of the lashes and your isolation is on and you are watching your glue drying times there's no reason for you to be brushing really that much during the set and what brushing too much is going to do is actually going to disrupt the bonds the fresh adhesive bonds that you just made there and it's going to make your retention way worse so please 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 don't overbrush you can brush once in a while when you really are having a messy situation happening in the lashes but really just trust yourself that you're doing a good application you are following your lash map and then do a really good brush at the end just to make sure that they're sitting perfectly for when your client reveals and you get that awesome after photo another common mistake beginners make usually is rushing through their appointments this is paid practice time for you or generously donated practice time uh, if you're new and you're not charging yet because you are taking such a long time completing your sets so really appreciate this client's time and this client is also a walking billboard for you so why wouldn't you make sure that their lashes look perfect and get as many lashes on there as possible a super full set so they have great retention and can talk to their friends about how awesome you are as a lash artist don't skip out of there because you're tired or haven't prepared or you think that your time is more valuable and you should only be giving this much of per client because that's enough and they should be so grateful to you for spending time and getting free lashes in that instance because no this is about building your skill and you need them to build your career and have a great experience so that you can continue doing this and succeed as a lash artist and gratitude here is the only attitude so really be great come from a place of gratitude be grateful to get this experience and this practice if you are not loving lashing at this point in time please dm me on instagram let's talk about what's happening maybe your table sucks maybe your hand position with your tweezers sucks maybe there's something that is really frustrating you and you're just not liking lashing but you should be enjoying this process and if you're not enjoying this process time to check yourself before you wreck yourself <laughs> really you need to address those things that are not making you have a great time in the studio because chances are you can fix them if you actually try and reach out to someone who's more experienced who might have worked through these issues yeah you should be having an enjoyable experience have some awesome conversation with this client get to know them more and just find the pleasure in practice. Don't rush through your appointments, girls. And the other thing that is a number one 
mistake of lots of beginner lash artists is not providing aftercare instructions. I do think you should have them purchase their own aftercare, especially if you're doing appointments for free, because this is a small way for you to recover some product costs. And it's also a way to get a commitment from that client, right? This is something that they should be committed to upkeeping and they should be valuing it. And unfortunately, if you don't attach a price to some things, there's also not a value. So with aftercare, definitely just give them their lash brush. If they already have a million lash brushes, you can save them in their tile box, but um, make sure they always have a brush be and they know brush their lashes as often as they would brush their hair because you want their lashes looking awesome. If they are walking around with a twisty mess on their face, then that's not looking good for you, but it also is not great for the lashes. Just think about if you never wash your hair, you get a big dready mess. Think about how hard it is. You, most people have to cut those out. You don't want your client to have like dready looking lashes. <laughs> it's just not a good look. It's not good for the hair over time. So make sure that they know brushing as often as you would brush your hair. And just like your hairbrush, if you see a little lost lash in your brush, just like your hair brush, it's full of hair. Doesn't mean you're going bald. It's gonna be okay. You still need to brush your hair. And the other thing you need to educate them on is professional lash wash. And so if you are not retailing a professional lash wash, if you're still on the baby shampoo, water, in a foaming bottle train, that's absolutely old school, like five, 10 years ago knowledge. We all know now baby shampoos, even if they say they don't have oil-based products in them, there is just a new chemical name that they found for a derivative of oil. So you're doing a disservice to that client by not promoting a professional grade product that's actually going to help them out. And we have the Elevate Lash Wash Pens that we've launched here and we've been I've been testing them out in my own studio and I am absolutely thrilled with the client results with these and it's a very untraditional lash wash. So you can opt for the more traditional foaming pump and the cleanser brush. Um, generally that's gonna give them a lot more of a sudsy feeling. Some people really love that. But when it comes down to what's better for your client, uh, lash wash pen such as this, and we're gonna link where you can purchase them below. You can also get these customized through our site with your own logo and branding. You just have to do a bulk order and we do that for free for you. So the cool thing about this pen is there's no more excuses about, oh, I don't have my lash wash with me. This can go in their purse super easily. This pen, even though it's small, it typically has been lasting my clients for well over three months of everyday use. So because it's in this pen and it has this little brush, it's able to make such a concentrated effort with its cleaning. So you can go straight at the root of the lash instead of getting a big foamy mess. The application of the soap is right at the base of the lashes where you need that product to be not everywhere on the eye which is like super stripping of all the natural oils that you want to keep on your under eye and your eye to prevent irritation and itchiness 
and in having less foaming soapy action of like suds everywhere it means your client doesn't have to rinse as much either which means less irritation of the lash line it also means less messing around in the lash line and less loss of lashes from manually trying to rinse off that residue that soapy soapy residue that's gonna make everyone's lashes look clumpy and cause irritation on the skin and in the eye if it's not rinsed out properly pick your professional lash wash of choice and really let your clients know why they need to use it and what the benefits are of washing their lashes daily because if you don't tell them they won't know so this is just a couple of things that i've learned from my students that i wanted to pass out on into lash world um, to try and help you guys out if there's any other things that you think are common beginner mistakes please share them with us down below in the comments because we'd love to hear about that and if you are finding that you're having a hard challenging time with learning lashes. If you find that there's other mistakes that you are making that you're not exactly sure how to navigate out of, just like reach out to me. DM me through Instagram at elevatelash.ca. My name is Jenna and I'd be so happy to connect with you and help you on your lash journey to succeed. Love this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thanks for listening.